Coming up next on the Cultural Connections Podcast, we will be joined by Chris Kimball, COO and Director of Sales and Marketing for If You Can, LLC. This episode is being recorded live on Wednesday, November 11th, 2020. All right. Good evening, folks. My name is Brian Ives, and I am the producer of the Cultural Connections podcast. I am pleased to be joined today by Chris Kimball here on episode two. Chris, as I as you just heard in the opening uh, intro, there is the COO slash marketing and sales director for If You Can LLC. We'll be learning uh, more about that and this new adventure coming up in just a little bit. Um, but before we do dive further deep into this, I want Chris to uh, you to tell us a little bit about your background and where you are located, um, and um, a little bit more about yourself before we get further into it. Okay, hi Brian, it's good to uh, be with you. Thank you for inviting me to join your podcast. Uh, I currently live in Bangkok, in Thailand, and we've been uh, the country's been shut down really since uh, March of this year with the borders closed. So no one's left and very few people have come back in. Uh, to give you a little background, I went to school in Japan in the early 80s and never really uh, left Asia. So I've been in Asia since 1981 in Japan, in Singapore, and now in Thailand. And uh, have been working in electronics and software and working with multinational and multilingual uh, sales forces and clients all my life. Well, that's that's really very much interesting. Tell us a little bit of. I mean, I guess let, let's hear before we get into if you can. Let's let, let let's learn more about your background and what 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 type of sales that you've worked in, and and then we'll get into if you can this new company, obviously that you just began, and uh, more details in onto that. But let's start off with more into your background first. Uh, well, it all kind of started back in high school. I didn't want to go to university, didn't want to go to college, so I took a year off and I went to Japan. And I went to a little city just south of where they held the Olympics. And in those days, there was no train, there was no Shinkansen, the bullet train, up in that area, and no one spoke English. And so I was really in a, totally immersed in the Japanese culture and the Japanese language. Then I went back to the, to the US to get my degree. And within 30 days of graduating from Arizona State University, I was back in Tokyo. And so I started my career really working with uh, people who didn't really understand our culture and didn't speak English. And so I really had to start working, with, with, uh, working hard to be able to connect with them. So learning how, how language and also culture is really important from a, from a business perspective and rather than having them adjust to me, I was really adjusting to them. So as Japan expanded in the 80s, in the late 80s, Japan went outside of Japan for the first time. And so factories were being built in Southeast Asia, mostly the Philippines, Singapore, Malaysia, and Thailand. Uh, I then moved to Singapore and spent 11 years there. And I would go one week a month in Singapore one week in Malaysia, one week in Thailand, one week in the Philippines. And I did that every month for about 10 or 15 years. And so wow. I was running uh, in different countries and different cultures to almost every other week. 
Well, that's a lot of traveling. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, let, let's dive now into this new adventure, if you can. Um, uh, why don't we start off with uh, you telling us more about what If You Can is, um, and then we'll dive a little bit further into it um, and uh, uh, more about the company in a little bit, but why don't you give us a little bit brief introduction of what If You Can is. So If You Can is a software company, and we create platforms that do several different things. The initial platform was a tracking platform similar to Find My Phone, Find Your Phone, but it's sort of find your phone on steroids. Uh, my partner who created the company has two young daughters and enabled, and enabled to let them have as much freedom as possible. He wrote an app where he could have geofencing and notifications that came up when they hit certain areas. So he would know when they were at school or he would know when they were on their way home from school uh, on, the, on the local transport, on the public transportation system here. And so that was, the company actually is Catch Me If You Can from the movie. Oh yeah. That was where If You Can came from. Oh, very cool. Uh, so why don't we dive in a little bit more onto the different services that If You Can offers and uh, what is the, the overall goal that, uh, that, the, that the overall uh, push to If You Can, what is the overall message? Well, If You Can started here, we, we're a Hong Kong company uh, we have uh, software engineers here in Thailand and also in Armenia, and we're really marrying the two cultures in terms of uh, work ethic and managing different people. And also, before I get into what the company does, let's since we're talking about cultural awareness yeah. and cultural connections, of course. imagine having a workforce that when they talk to each other, they're using a third language. When the Armenians don't speak Thai, the Thais don't speak Armenian, so everyone's speaking and communicating in English. And so you've got to be very careful about how you, how you word things, and you've got to be very careful about sort of cultural inside jokes, because right. they don't translate well. And every time you, want to, you have a little bit of a conflict, you have to remember that people are not speaking their native language, and maybe it's just a misunderstanding, or it's a misuse of, of language. So it makes it very interesting on a day-to-day -day management uh, uh -huh. management scheme. So what, what we're doing now, if you can, has a new product called Notify Me. It's a B2B2C uh, notification platform that's trying to get rid of the clutter and the excess, uh, the excess, the confusion that comes because people don't know which channel to communicate to their, to their audiences in. In business right now, you've got, uh, there's in America alone, there's, there's 30 million companies that are 500 people or less. Of those 30 million companies, half of them don't really have a digital plan. They don't know how to communicate with their customers. You know, do they do Instagram? Do they have a Facebook group? Do they do what we're doing now with YouTube? And so there's really no, there's no solidified strategic plan on this. And so Notify Me, has it set up so that these companies can communicate with their customers on a one-to-one -one basis. So it's not a blasted email or a blasted uh, infographic. It's really me connecting with you, Brian, because you want to know what I want, what you want to know what I'm offering. And it, it, it's, uh, it's good for schools. It's multilingual so that you can type in or you can send out the message in your language. It'll detect 
the language setting on my phone and I'll receive the message in my language. So right now we're, we, we're able to uh, deliver messages and videos, PDFs, real-time rich content in 120 different languages. Wow. So this really started, you know, we live over here in Asia where it's very multilingual, just like in the European Union. And uh, it started because of the international school system here. So imagine you're a non-English speaking parent sending your children to an English-based language, an English language-based education program, and not really understanding what the teacher is sending home with your children. And so instead of these long monolithic emails, we started working with, with our schools to send out very pointed, very targeted messages to the parents, to the teachers, and also to the kids. Very interesting. <clears throat> uh, I, I guess another question here then is, so what, what makes If You Can unique? What is the uniqueness of If You Can and what sets it apart from other competitors? Well, what... The way we look at it is that if you can is relevant messages that are sent to very targeted audiences at, in real time. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So for example, um, it's not our idea that you would subscribe to every business on our platform. Similar to Twitter, you find the people that you want, but there's no spam. It's, it's the five or six places that matter most to Brian. Maybe it's your school, maybe it's your church, maybe it's uh, your favorite coffee shop, your favorite restaurant. And so the idea is that these people can connect to you and tell you uh, what's happening and what's important with their schedules, with their promotions. From a business point of view, it's great for, for directing promotions to their audience. From a school's point of view, it's great to tell you what time um, assembly is this morning. It's great to send out messages to the, to the parents about you know, speci specific uh, events at the schools. Churches are doing the same thing here. We've got several of the larger churches. Uh, you know, in LA alone, there's 186 spoken languages. Wow. You know, along the border with, <laughs> uh, with Mexico, you're seeing a lot where the kids are get, being educated in English, but they speak Spanish at home. And some of the parents don't, aren't comfortable reading a lot of the stuff in in, uh, in English. And so we're helping uh, solve this one, solve this hurdle yeah. as well. And I think that's the difference. So, to, you know, if, if you do SMS text, it's a very limited number of characters and it's a, it's a blast out. If you're doing, um, if you're doing, we have WhatsApp in line in Asia. It's not very common in the U S yet, but it's, it's really a blastogram and it's not multilingual. No, that's, that's, that's very interesting. I just want to remind to our viewers watching that we are coming here on right now. Uh, if you're watching the live broadcast, we're live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. We invite you as well to our viewers to submit the uh, questions that we can, will definitely uh, ask here live on air. And I will be monitoring that here on my phone. And right now I only have access to one platform at a time. But I am watching the face. I have the Facebook feed here next to me right now. So again, to anyone watching, please feel free to submit your uh, questions uh, that you would that you would like answered. We will definitely ask answer them. Again, we're live here on f Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you're either watching the rebroadcast on Instagram or listening to it on any of our listening platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. 
Uh, feel free as well to comment below on in the Instagram platform, or even if you're watching after the fact, and we'll definitely make sure we send over your questions and we'll get those answered. Um, let's talk about some of your partners. You've, you've started that you've grown with this company so far. What are some of the partners that you have uh, successfully grown to so far with so far? So one of our most exciting situations right now is there's a large multinational company here in, uh, in Thailand called Loxley. So Loxley was one of the initial uh, internet service providers in Thailand. Uh, they also have several uh, subsidiaries. One of the subsidiaries is security guards and security um, organizations that, that help keep banks and schools and shopping malls uh, safe. Uh, now with COVID, rather than COVID post, post contracting uh, COVID and then spreading it to their clients, we're monitoring through our Notify Me program, uh, their security system. And so each, each morning, each guard receives a message from us. He tells us how he's feeling. We have heat mapping, so we've, we've tracked where they've been, and we know if they've been through an area that's had a COVID outbreak. And so it's sort of a preemptive uh, tracking and tracing application. The government here, we're also working with the Thai government because of the multilingual aspects, is that when they do open the borders again, we'll be able to uh, help the tourists when they come through. You know, there's, a, there's tourism is 40%, 35% of the GDP here in Thailand. Everyone wants to go to the beaches and the temples, and it's really a wonderful place to be. But as people come in, they don't know where to get their news about, about uh, COVID and what's happening with response, with help, with health. And so we're helping do that with the government. Government sending out messages. Our clients would, would pick it up in their language. So there would be no, uh, every country has its problem with fake news or with trusting social media right, right now. And so this is, a, this is really a direct contact between the official people that are putting out the official, excuse me, the official word on COVID prevention to, to the population. Yeah, very interesting. Um, well, you mentioned about, that's a great transition here because that was the next thing I wanted to get into and that's all on uh, COVID uh, right now, which is really impacting so many people worldwide. Uh, certainly a very big cultural issue. Uh, and I'm curious to know what, what impact has the uh, COVID pandemic have um, had on the, uh, on if you can, if any impact? Uh, the impact has been good and bad. The bad side is we're in the process now of, of raising institutional uh, investment. So our plan is to go into a series A. We've raised about $5 million from friends and family to, to develop the product and to get the initial sales and marketing set up. Now we know that, that the world is the market because of the language and because of, of the other very interesting features that we have to offer. And so we need, uh, additional fund funding to get our sales and marketing activities uh, launched. And so what's happening now is that we're in the process of raising money, at, mostly out of Silicon Valley, but mostly, uh, but the tech centers in the United States. We were supposed to be in uh, the United States raising, visiting these people and raising the funds uh, over the summer. Obviously we couldn't travel. So now we've, we're doing a lot of uh, virtual conversations just like this with potential uh, institutional money. The bad, the good thing is that this has really raised 
uh, awareness on being able to communicate properly with your constituents. Your constituents would be your customers. It would be the members of your church. It would be your students. It could even be if, if it's a large, um, if you live in a, in a large residential area, you know, rather than give your phone number or to give your email address to the building that you live in, you could sign up through our Notify Me platform and just receive the messages about, about what's happening, uh, what, what's the protocol now from your building. So it's, it's much, much safer and it's a much more uh, discreet way to communicate with your people. Okay, oh, very interesting. So along the lines there then, let's, we'll go on with, if you can, for just another minute or two. Let's, um, let's see, if we, if 10 years down the road, where do you expect to see, if you can, how do you, what do you expect to see forward coming from the company, let's say 10 years down the road from now? So 10 years down the road, if you can, is we're constantly developing the product. And a lot of it is, as everyone in business knows, you release the product, you work with some key customers, they give you lots of feedback and you keep improving it, or you create new features. Right now, we sort of sit in the center, if you can sort of envision a, a flower petal, where a flower, where one petal is, is CRM, one petal is proximity marketing, one petal is mobile marketing, one petal is communications. And so we sit in the center of this because we're able to do all of this uh, through our product. And so we're looking at how we can help people handle their, you know, really a CRM program. Most CRM programs are very expensive and very hard to use. Mobile marketing uh, befuddles people because they don't know how to attract or how to address their specific audience. And so I think in, in 10 years, if you can, and notify me, will be one of the go-to platforms, you know, similar to Twitter, similar to what we're doing now with, with uh, Instagram and Facebook, where people can communicate directly with, with the people that really want to hear what they have to say. If, uh, with Notify Me, there's no spam. There's no spam. There's no unsolicited, because you, you, you opt into everything. You subscribe to all these places. You want to hear what, what, is, what is going on with these organizations. Right. Well, what I'm going to do now in just a second, I'm going to, so people can see more exactly here for those actually able to, that are watching the platform. I know again, many of our viewers, again, this is just a reminder out there to all of our, I'm going to obviously repeat this a bunch of times throughout the, the live here to all of our viewers. We are currently live. This is being live recorded on Wednesday, November 11th, a little after 7 p.m. So if you are joining us live, either on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube, and you have questions uh, that you would like answered about, if you can, um, please feel free to comment below. Right now, again, I'm monitoring the Facebook feed, but I will also be monitoring the uh, Twitter and YouTube feeds as well. But at the moment, that's where I am currently looking at. So again, if you have questions, please feel free to comment them live. And so what I'm going to do now, I'm about to share my screen to show the If You Can website, because I think that so to get people a flavor of an idea of what you're really uh, talking about here, we have up here um, the website. And let, let's, I guess, let's go through the website here. Let's talk about going here. First of all, these, you, you and just dive in a little bit further into these products so people understand exactly what there is you offer and um, each of these different products, basically. <clears throat> so Notify Me is, is sort of our flagship product at the moment. 
And this is what we've just been discussing. And let me come back to that for you, Brian, because there's a better website that oh. I think you'll have a lot of fun with. Okay. Um, but if you go down, scroll down a little bit, you'll see, you'll see the protection suite. Yep. So the protection suite was, there's two, there's protect door and protect me. Protect me was really built for um, Android phones to protect your data. It uploads your pictures, your messages, all of your data constantly in a real time basis. So if anything should happen to your phone, uh, you've got your data, your data is safe. Uh, it's no fun to lose a $700 phone, but it's even less fun to lose your data. Right. Um, we've worked with a lot of people, insurance companies, to help insure your phone. One of the nice aspects of, of the protection suite is that if your phone gets stolen, for example, <clears throat> you go in, you lock it down, and you say, oh, no, you just hit the button that says, my phone has been stolen. What that does then is it locks your, you locks your screen, but it turns every button on your phone and activates the camera. So as the person who stole your phone hits and tries to play with your phone, it takes a picture of his face. Oh, very So cool. now you know what he looks like. We also, so take that one step further, we have a wanted poster. And so we create a wanted poster and it sends, sends a message to the phone screen that says, we know you stole on our phone, uh, if you return the phone, we'll delete all this and, and move forward. If you don't, then uh, we know where you are through our geolocation uh, software, and we know what you look like. So let's avoid the whole thing and return our phone. Otherwise, we take it to the authorities. And this has actually worked out really nicely for us. People, they lose their phones in taxis all the time. They lose their phones in public bathrooms. I, I can see. If people pick them up, maybe they don't want to steal them but this is a way for them to return them. I can speak to that a few years ago, I think it was a few years ago that uh, I think I had left an I, my phone in an Uber at one point and I thought I, thought I was lucky with uh, having at least like the find my iPhone feature, which it's interesting as much <clears throat> as we think Apple has developed that software so much, it's also not probably uh, where it, would, where we expect to be now. My only qu I have my question on that, as I think about it, is like I know with Find My iPhone, for example, that if the phone is off, you can't. If the, if the person's phone is off or the person's phone is dead, has no battery in it, 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 it I mean, there's nothing much that that person can do. I know that's what happened with me. Uh, does this software have the ability to work even further? For, uh, furthermore, if the person's phone isn't uh, is dead or is not turned on. Well, it gives you the it gives you the most recent geolocation of where it was. Um, but once you turn the phone off, if you turn the phone back on to do whatever you want to do with it, uh, you get a notice immediately. It tells you where it is. So we have, you know, there's there's so many sensors in in a phone right now, in a mobile phone, right. that we can tell you if the phone is in a car by the way it's moving, if it's walking, if it's on a bicycle. Yeah, you know, with all of the with all of the sensors that we have here, and so also when uh, when it comes back on, you instantly get a message saying your phone's back on. It tells you the battery, the level of the battery. This was really right. done for also as part of the protection suite for uh, being able to not track your children, but to empower them so that they can move around freely, and you can have a sense of security as to where they are. Okay, you know, and we've got and as as they get older you you lessen the security 
mm. and give them more freedom. And so it, it's a, it's a very nice uh, program to grow with your children as they grow up as well. Your data is hundred percent protected there. We can't, we can't access your data. You can access your data. It's protected. It is, there's multiple firewalls and uh, we're very, very sensitive to people's privacy <laughs> issues. We're right. fully GDPR com, uh, compliant in the, the European Union. Privacy laws are much, much more stringent than they are in the United States. Sure, sure. Um, well, let's continue moving down the page here. This okay. So Vendi is, is, was, we were sponsored by one of the major malls here. And Vendi is a, is a mall software. So when, to help, help uh, merchants inside of a, people who own the mall or the merchants in the mall to optimize uh, traffic flow to get to their places, to get to their, their places of business. It also offers uh, heat mapping so that mall owners know where people spend most of their time. And so they can address issues on a business uh, perspective as to why they're not getting the business at one side of the mall versus the other. Also, when you walk in and you subscribe to it, you know, where's your favorite coffee shop? In a, new, a person going to a mall for the first time, it's, you know, sometimes it can be very complicated. It's very simple to find out where it all is. We also have a, we've also beaconized our product so that it brings the physical web to people who are not on the web. So it's a small, it's a bar soap size beacon that gives you uh, notifications. Uh, it's a proximity beacon. So as you walk into the proximity, uh, you receive notifications. Maybe there's a, there's a, a two for one special on coffee at a, at a coffee shop or a restaurant. Hey, um, you know, yeah, so that may, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, let's move down here to the, the last one here. Uh, Locust. So oh. this is fleet management. So this is logistics. So people with large, uh, large fleets of trucks that are making deliveries. And this, this gives them real-time control with their drivers. It also monitors driver behavior and rewards driver behavior. So we can tell from the drive, from the, uh, again, from the sensors in the cell phone, in the mobile phone that if they're braking too, too quickly, accelerating too quickly, if they're not moving, if there's been an accident, it also helps them with traffic control so that they're much more efficient. We found that we're able to save our clients uh, on uh, gasoline costs by optimizing the routes. So this has all been very good. Uh, let me read, uh, Brian, let me uh, redirect you. Go yeah. to notifyme.rocks notify me dot rocks r-o-c-k-s right okay so this should take you yeah so this is notify me <clears throat> and i would recommend uh there's a fun video okay it says what notify me that we that we built um through the power of outsourcing but it's a great b2b to c uh ex explanation about what we do Yep. Don't, don't play it. It's a couple of minutes. It's, oh. it's a two minute video. If you okay. want to play it now, that's great. It's, in, it's very, it's fun. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I think we'll, we'll quickly play that. So for our viewers that are at least watching this, and even if you're listening after the fact from this, you'll be able to hear uh, what Notify Me is. We'll play this quickly for these two minutes. In an increasingly multicultural world, engaging with your audience can be challenging. 
There are simply too many communication apps and spoken languages to accommodate. Los Angeles alone has 185 different languages spoken at home. Other cities have much more. Even if you found a single communication app that connects you with your entire audience, you still face the language challenge. If you're like most businesses, you'll either communicate in one language or choose what you think are your top two or three. With Notify Me, you can start being inclusive and reach everyone. Notify Me is a notification platform engineered to solve these problems for places of any size or industry, including yours. This one-of-a-kind enterprise-class notification solution delivers instant notifications to smartphones translated into the languages your audience demands. We've made it simple for you and your audience members. In your Notify Me dashboard, simply create your notifications in whatever language you want and send it to your audience. The Notify Me app detects what languages your audience members want and we deliver your notifications in their languages. This sophisticated business solution sounds expensive, but it's easy on the budget. Actually, it's free for small businesses. Sign up with Notify Me to get started. Well, I think that's definitely um, very interesting. And I think um, it's definitely something as I, that companies and, and is going to be a very useful type of software. I'm curious to know from your standpoint, what do you think are your biggest competitors that are out there for Notify Me? Well, product-wise, we don't think there are, there are really any competitors. The biggest competitor is complacency. And so uh, business owners see the value of this very quickly, but they're not the one to send the messages. There might be, they might, in, in the most advanced cases, they use an agency. But in, uh, in the more common case, they hand... So they hand it to one of their subordinates and they say, do this. They've been doing it through, uh, in, they've been doing it through Instagram. They've been doing it through, through uh, mass emails, things like MailChimp. Um, and that's how they know how to do it. And so, and so for them to, to make a switch and to learn a new program uh, is a little bit painful at the very beginning. Uh, the interface is very easy to use. It's very similar to all the other interfaces that are out there. You know, it's, it's the, the leading um, social media interfaces. And so once you start sending it out, you'll start to see what's nice. Uh, one of the other issues that we have is that when you send out email, email is notorious for having a very low open rate. Spam right. folders get filled up very quickly. You lose the email, you don't read it. Uh, what happens with this is that we, when you send it out, if you send it to 100 it's very targeted. So you send it to 100 people. We have data analytics in real time that tell you how many saw it, how many opened it, maybe they interacted with it. And then you'll see how effective your programs are. So from a cost efficiency point of view, it's very easy to measure. Oh, very interesting. And just to point out that video, a very impressively well done video there. I think it really uh, gets the message across. Um, let's talk, I mean, going through here i mean what are some of the primary that would like the features to notify me a lot of the let's talk about the different features that notify me has to offer well so the most obvious one is being able to send messages that are targeted to a specific audience so rather than sending out a big blastogram or 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 um big emails or, or sms texts as they do in the united states they go to everyone's phone 
this is this is very easy. We can segment it to if you take it take a school for example, I can send out messages to the teachers. I can send out messages to the kids. I can send out messages to the children to the to the parents, and we can break it down by by year. <clears throat> excuse me, by year or by uh, even by class, by by activity. So the swim team gets it, gets their messages. The parents of the swim team and the swim and the members of the swim team would get two different messages. Um, so being able to here, this is automatic translation. You know, we live in a very in a very uh, mobile world, or at least we did until this year. Right. So. You know, uh, being able to communicate in, in, in languages easily has always been a problem. Uh, you know, Google Translate is notorious for what you and I would use for free, sometimes comes out very stilted uh, and sometimes not contextually correct. We have, a, a, we have three AI translation engines that are constantly evolving. And so our, our language translations have been very good. Um, dynamic groups is what I was speaking to before was, is the segmentation. Yeah. Uh, and because people are actually, when you sign up for notify me, you'll hit the explore button and you'll see all of our clients, all of our places that actually want to communicate with you and you'll actually opt in, you'll subscribe to these places. So these are places that you want to receive information from. And if you, if it starts to get where you don't want to receive it anymore, you can control that also. So there's no spam. It's, it's spamless. You're not getting unwanted, unsolicited uh, information that just clogs up your phone. There's huh. so much information coming at us anyway, that it's really nice to have, you know, what, what I really want to see rather than what the people want me to want me to see. We're able to send rich attachments. So videos, PDFs, um, obviously we, we also have a feature called, uh, uh, text to speech. So if you're driving and you, you can't read it, right. you hit the button and it, the text to speech will read you the message in the language of your phone. Wow. So if it's in Spanish, it's in Spanish. If it's, if your language is in Mandarin Chinese, you get it in Mandarin Chinese. You know, if you're cooking and you don't really want to read the, read the text, you'll, you can hit the button and it'll tell you what, what the message is. And again, you know, real time metrics so that, from a business owner's point of view, he gets, he understands the effectiveness of what he's sending out. Right. In well, terms of interaction from his people. That's a great transition there. Who are, I'm curious to know here, who are some of the clients and um, prospective clients that you have uh, with Notify Me? So it's, it's really uh, across the spectrum. Initially, we're targeting the small to medium sized businesses that don't really have a digital uh, strategy. And so a lot of these people have Facebook groups, but they're not really sure who's in the Facebook group. They're not really sure the effectiveness of it. Uh, they might have, they might do, um, you know, SMS text messaging as, as, as a strategy. As I mentioned before, there's over 15 million small companies with small workforces that don't really have the resources to do, to do this well. This is a very simple way for them to address that. Uh, schools are a big, are a big client of ours. Uh, it's easy to segment the messages into the teachers, into the kids, and also it helps with the languages uh, as we move forward into this world. Um, residential areas, churches, 
are very big clients of ours. And of course, you know, uh, imagine all the little league and soccer leagues that we have in the United States. How do they communicate with the parents? It's not email. Right. It's just an email that comes in. It's so easy to, to miss, to miss the messaging. Of course. Um, and then I'm looking here at all the different features you have that you, you list on this. And, I, and one of the things here that catches my eyes is you say better than, uh, better than Twitter. Uh, how does it, how does notify me in a way connect in, in a way to social media? Cause you're, it looks like here you're trying to connect to social media and what, what is the, the objective there with connecting to social media? Well, until recently, and Twitter's addressing this because they recognize this is a problem. If you are tweeting about Brian's new product, you know, you've designed and, and are now producing uh, a great sports shoe. And you, you, put in, you put in a notice out and say, this is my new sports shoe. It's really great. Please, please use this. The Twitter trolls can jump in and say, yeah, but you use factories in Vietnam that don't pay their people. And then other people jump in and say, yeah, that's not right. Or, you know, your, your, your shoes are $100, but you're paying $3 an hour. And so your message about how great your product is gets lost in the static and, and the trolling that comes on with these places. And so a lot of that happens. Uh, so in this situation, you're able to control the message to your clients. And there's, there's, it's not a free-for-all. You know, there are places for that. There's places for for uh, internet discussion about the pros and cons of, of different things. This is really a, a, a way for businesses to send, businesses and organizations to send out, uh, to send out relevant messages to their clients. You know, one of the things we do here at schools is in Asia, we have line. Line is like WhatsApp and you'll right. have line chat groups. And it'll be, as a, as a school, we'll be sending out messages about uh, events on the school. Suddenly one of the parents wants to sell an old violin or wants to sell an old pair of shoes and it becomes a marketplace rather than what it was originally intended for. And inevitably people start dropping out of the groups. And so you, you lose the effectiveness of that communication. Very interesting. And so from there, then what is your timetable? We've talked kind of about the future already. What is the timetable for rolling out the product globally? I, I know that this is where you're sort of in the beginning phases of this now. What what is uh, your timetable and rolling out uh, the Notify Me product globally, and what goals and objectives are there uh, moving forward for Notify Me? Well, we have over 200 clients um, in Asia, Hong Kong, Singapore, and here in Thailand, uh, and they run their international schools, golf courses. Uh, the very elite golf courses. Uh, we have uh, coffee shops. We have really nice restaurants. And so we've sort of proven the concept here in Asia. The plan is to take it to the United States and Europe. So we're launching our U.S. Uh, sales and marketing efforts now as we speak. We're in the process of, of uh, signing people up. We do have some, if you get on our platform, you will see people in San Diego, in St. Louis, we have a, a township in the Dakotas. So it's, it's, a, it's a small township that didn't have a really good way to communicate with their people. Uh -huh. And now communication is really an important situation with, with the health concerns that we have and the misinformation. You don't really know 
who to believe and 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 the rumor mill is is alive and well so right now we're we're really attacking the sales and marketing and getting our name out uh as we speak ryan yeah oh absolutely no it's incredible um, well, we have a few more minutes left. I guess, again, I mean, in terms of notifying me, uh, let's take these last two, round two minutes uh, to talk about what, what do you think the future challenges are that you're going to be facing? I know uh, with uh, the European Union, for as an example, I know that they, um, they have, their, their government is a lot more strict on how they handle things, too. What are the some of the future challenges that you are gonna that you are embracing with uh, notify me? Well, from a legal point of view, we're constantly working with the governments to make sure that we're compliant on privacy and data safety, and that's 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 incredibly important to us. We want our we want our our clients and our and our places to feel very comfortable that their data is safe. From a uh, from a business point of view. We just want to get the word out. Uh, we're, we're a startup and startups are fun. Fortunately, fortunately in the management team have been around for a long time and we have the personal resources to see this through. Uh, we have everyone wears a lot of hats in a startup and that's what makes it fun. That's what makes it exciting. But we have product developers that are doing sales and marketing. We in sales and marketing guys that are actually doing um, a lot of product development in terms of bringing back ideas and requirements from current from the market to our uh, software engineers. Very interesting. And my final question as I think about it here is because again, we're living in a COVID-19 pandemic world right now. Do you think you being the fact that you're located out of Bangkok, Thailand, do you think if you were to have started this in the United States, where I started this company and this adventure out of the United States, things would have been different trying to start it there than basing than, than starting it in Bangkok. Um, we'll never know. Bangkok is 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 a multicultural uh, city, just like New York City. Bangkok is is very similar to New York City uh, in terms of the demographics and the makeup of, of the people that live here. The business environment here was impacted hard by COVID because we're so reliant on tourists for our business. Hotels here are, are very badly impacted by really no one's here. So hotels can be running under 2% occupancy for all the major chains. If we'd have started in the United States, I think it would have been a little easier in terms of getting our message out, mm -hmm. but it might've been harder to develop the product. There might've been, it, it, it just would have been a different environment to, to put it together. Very interesting. Well, I, I can't believe that that basically is going to wrap up our time here today. We uh, we hope our viewers here have learned a little bit more about if you can, and we're definitely going to continue on with this discussion into future uh, episodes of the Cultural Connections podcast. I think it's a great topic. I think if you can is a great company with a great potential in the in the near future. Um, and I am looking forward to continue that we can continue this discussion. I know uh, we're in talks to having some of your partners coming on 
uh, with the, uh, the, uh, the work with you uh, onto this podcast as well at another date and time to talk about from their standpoint. And you have part, you have all of your partners, as we know, are located globally all over the world, uh, which is very exciting. And we're definitely going to be continuing, as I just said, this discussion. So I want to remind our viewers that are uh, watching this podcast, whether right now you're watching it live on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube, uh, we are also then going to be, it is also going to be available on Instagram, again, along with all of our listening platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, along with many more. So we hope, again, if you have questions that you would like answered in this, that didn't, you did not see answered, that you, did, that you didn't hear uh, discussed in today's podcast, please comment below on any of the platforms that we have, and we will definitely get them answered in the next podcast, because again, these questions, or we will definitely make sure we answer them in the comments below. We'll get the answers for you. So I want to thank uh, Chris for joining me here today on the Cultural Connections podcast. And if and if you have suggestions for future episodes as well of the podcast, please feel free to comment below on uh, on the uh, on the either Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube feeds here that we have, uh, or also obviously on Instagram. And we hope you will join us again next time on the Cultural. Uh, Connections podcast. Thank you, everyone, and we hope you will tune in again next time. Thank you for watching this episode of the Cultural Connections podcast. Be sure to check out our social media pages for more information on each of our podcasts. You can find it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also listen to our podcasts available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Cultural Connections Podcast.